Suddenly, under the coat that was covering his hand, he pointed a shotgun at me. Be quiet and do what I say. Otherwise, you will have to pay dearly, Daisy. His breathy voice sent chills down my spine. I panicked and didn't know what to do to get out of this predicament. Hello, my name is Daisy. I'm 26 years old. Do you know what is the most dangerous job in the world? For me, that is being a famous star's manager. Why? Because I almost lost my life because of this job. For the past three years, I have worked as a manager for James, a famous movie actor. Believe me, it's not an easy job. Because this guy is both very talented and troublesome. He has a tendency to get himself into trouble. James was often spotted at wild parties by the paparazzi. Occasionally, he was even arrested for drunk driving. His love scandals are too many to count. As James's manager, I always have to deal with his mess. But at least he's decent. He respects me and treats me properly. Perhaps, to relieve himself from the pressure of work, James chose to bury himself in wild parties. It's hard to judge whether it's right or wrong, but as James's manager, it's my job to make sure things don't get out of hand. One of my worries about being James's manager is anti-fans. Sometimes I received a few threatening letters his fans sent to him, but they were all anonymous and nothing serious happened. It was still an invisible threat, though. Then, one day my worries came true. An anti-fan turned my life upside down. That day, when I was busy arranging schedules for James, suddenly I heard striking news. Layla, my only sister, was currently hospitalized because of a traffic accident. I was dead worried when I heard that. Layla lived alone and she desperately needed me. Immediately, I asked James to let me take a few days off to take care of my sister. Although he agreed, he still made me complete all the work during my absence. He had to be in Havana at 5 p.m. that afternoon to prepare for a promotional photo shoot. James wanted me to prepare a plane ticket on time and make a reservation at the five-star hotel, The Crystal, where he often stayed. Don't forget to bring me an airport shuttle and remember to keep the phone on 24 hours. James kept telling me to do my job properly. After making arrangements, I quickly moved to the station to catch the earliest train to California, where my sister lived. I waited for forever until a taxi stopped. However, when I was about to step into the car, suddenly, another man also approached it. He told me that he had hailed this taxi. Because of my urgent situation, I tried to convince the strange man to give me the taxi. After learning that I was going to the station, he offered to share the ride. Coincidentally, that's also where he wanted to be. Immediately, I nodded in agreement because what I cared most about right then was being able to quickly see my sister. As soon as a taxi arrived at the station, I rushed to the ticket counter. I wanted to catch the earliest train to California, but when I was paying, I suddenly discovered that my wallet was gone. I panicked and tried to rummage through my belongings. The crowd lined up behind me began to grow impatient. They kept shouting at me to hurry. At that moment, the man who was traveling with me in the taxi suddenly appeared. He returned my wallet because he discovered that I had left it in the car. I thanked him profusely and quickly paid for the ticket. A few minutes later, my train started to depart. I was extremely surprised when I once again encountered the man who was sharing a taxi with me there. Hello, my name is Daisy. Thank you for the wallet. 
Already touched by his earlier act of kindness, I took the initiative to start a conversation. Hi, I'm Nicholas. Nice to meet you. The man introduced himself and then gallantly helped me put my luggage away. We both had a good time talking until I asked Nicholas about the purpose of his trip. You know, it's a perfectly normal question. However, Nicholas's answer surprised me because of James. His face suddenly stiffened, and then he gave me a scary smile. What the hell was that? How did Nicholas know I was related to James? I never told him about it. At that moment, things started to get scary. I panicked and tried to get help from the train attendant. Suddenly, under the coat that was covering his hand, he pointed a shotgun at me. Be quiet and do what I say. Otherwise, you will have to pay dearly, Daisy. His breathy voice sent chills down my spine. I panicked and didn't know what to do to get out of this predicament. Nicholas started making requests. He wanted me to change James's schedule. Instead of letting him stay at the Crystal as originally planned, I had to move James to the hotel that Nicholas wanted. Suddenly, I remembered the threatening letters that his anti-fans sent before. Maybe Nicholas is an overzealous fan and he's trying to hurt James. No, I can't let him get there. I have to think of a way to get rid of this criminal. Nicholas kept pressing me to call James to inform him of the schedule change. Even though I didn't want to, I reluctantly complied. At that moment, the train passed through a weak signal area, so I couldn't call James, and we both had to wait. Taking advantage of that opportunity, I told Nicholas that I needed to go to the bathroom urgently. He hesitated, then nodded in agreement. Nicholas took me to the bathroom and waited outside. In the little time, I took my lipstick and wrote a message for help on the mirror in the bathroom. I had hoped whoever came in after me could see it and help me to get out of the situation. However, I underestimated Nicholas. As soon as I stepped out of the bathroom, he immediately went in to check. My message for help was detected. Nicholas angrily erased the text and dragged me back to my seat. At that point, he had lost his patience. Nicholas forced me to call James immediately. At that time, the signal was back again. James was also quick to answer. In addition to informing him of the change of location, I purposely told James over and over again that I had to attend a press conference to promote a new movie called Help, something that didn't exist. I had hoped James would notice the abnormality and alert the police. However, the superstar didn't notice that. He just scolded me for not doing a good job. I had failed again, and I started to fear for my future. Nicholas was slowly reaching his goal. Who knows what terrible things he will do? At the very moment when things were most desperate, I suddenly saw a scout girl sitting across from me a few rows away, engrossed in reading a Morris Code manual. I realized it was a great opportunity for me to be rescued because back in the day, I was also a scout. And of course, I vividly remembered how to communicate in Morris code. Immediately, I pretended to drop the glass of water on Nicholas, both to get everyone's attention and to distract him. While the anti-fan was still wiping the water from his body, I looked at the girl and kept gesturing the code by winking. Apparently, she understood the message I wanted to convey. The girl ran to talk to the waitress. But unexpectedly, that was discovered by Nicholas. He suddenly took out a photo from his shirt and showed it to me. Oh my God, it's a picture of Layla in the hospital. Why does Nicholas have a picture of her? 
Don't do anything stupid. He threatened and threw a deadly look at me. Nicholas said he had someone watching my sister at the hospital. If I dared to resist, Flayla would be killed immediately. For my sister's safety, when the waitress came over, I had to refuse to answer any of her questions. Will I get rid of the crazy anti-fan? And what would he do if he caught James? All the answers will be found in the following episode. 